live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I'll see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, cool boy Bat Nation. And welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, so cool. Tonight's episode is Dreams in Darkness, directed by Dick Seabass. I bit my tongue when I said Dick there. You're right. Um, and written by Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens. This episode originally aired November 3rd, 1992 in the weekday, but December 20th, 1992 in primetime. That's weird that it was a rerun in primetime of an episode that had aired the weekday. It's usually reversed. I don't think this is the first time it's been that way. This episode features the Scarecrow. Wikipedia says Batman is incarcerated in Arkham Asylum after being exposed to the Scarecrow's fear-inducing gas. Batman knows that the Scarecrow has escaped for the second time and is planning to poison Gotham's water supply with the same fear-inducing gas, and he must bring himself to break the law and escape from Arkham before the Scarecrow brings Gotham to its knees for a blowjob. Notes! This episode is loosely based on Batman The Last Arkham of Batman Shadow of the Bat number one through four by Alan Grant. This episode adapted the comic book story with the inclusion of the Scarecrow instead of Victor Zaz and Dr. Bartholomew instead of Jeremiah Arkham. And yeah, was... the Scarecrow scheme in this episode oh, was simple. <laughs> I can cut this if you, you want to recap all these notes. You uh, that? No, I actually had read that comic book like uh, series. And just come in then. Just come in clean when he's done and say, be like, I read that comic book series and let me just say this or whatever. Uh, no. Well, it's better than you just being all like in the background the whole time. Like, wait, I want to say. I had one note. I want to say that. Wait I just a second, had one let note. me say I it. Like, oh. I highlighted it. I highlighted it. It's but mine. It doesn't matter. The other note is that this is similar to the uh, Batman Begins plot, what? apparently. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that was my two notes. Those were my. Shit. I had two general notes. I literally have nothing left to talk about this whole episode. I would suggest you guys check the Wikipedia entries for these, so you don't get like so horribly shocked by when I read what Wikipedia says. Oh man, I do look at them because that way I know what to like not discuss. Oh, maybe everyone should do that rather than being like my notes. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Tell Whatever. me in advance. It- hey, don't read that part because I want to really discuss it. And then I won't. Lesson learned, I'm sure. <laughs> to talk about this episode, here's Ballard and Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Hey there. <laughs> Thank you hey so now. much. Steve, did you know that when Felk said that this was based on a comic <laughs> book that I didn't read that comic book? Oh, man, I did. <laughs> it was like one of the that? few little series that I remember reading, but I don't remember like the details of it, but it was a fun one because it starts off... Don't Very similar to the series, the, this episode where it's Batman uh, in a straitjacket, and where the the doctor basically is, you know, saying, you know, he's always been insane, and now we know it for sure. And then it's kind of this whole film noir sort of like 
let's let's flash back into how he got here. And that's how this whole uh, beginning of the episode is structured, which I thought was, uh, you know, as a comic book was a lot of fun. And as a episode is a lot of fun whenever they do like a film noir uh, voiceover and like, oh, and he was wrong. Great, and great like voiceover. It, it definitely has, you know, Batman talking back to, uh, you know, what's going on in the episode and uh, him acting like a, you know, beat detective. Uh, and so that that's, you know, what he was. He was a, uh, you know, the world's greatest detective. And, it, and I don't uh, like these type of episodes. Really? Yeah, I like this one. No, see, for me, the issue with that is um, I don't like episodes where, like, your your superhero is all cray-cray and locked up in, like, in an asylum or something or in prison. Because by the end of the episode, I know he's already going to get out. So, And I don't really care. Anymore. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, some things, like, you'd obviously, when you're tipped off, to like, hey, this is what's going to have to happen. And then they go, like, you know, flashback three hours earlier, flashback five days earlier. Like I, I like sometimes it is intriguing, but something about this one and like this style, I don't know what it is. It's it's when it's in the prison or asylum, crazy house, whatever the fuck. It just it I don't like it as much. But uh, Batman is like obviously as he was saying was you know talking about his, his his how he got set up and how he got into the situation. And one of that is actually happening right now. It's when he comes across this driller guy. And did you notice? I didn't notice this as a kid. This driller clearly. Has like a fucking he's amputated like at his like right arm like pretty much at the elbow, it's a huge drill. Did you see that? No, I guess I didn't notice it when I was watching. I was like, ah, he clearly. I mean, because like if you if you line his arms up, which there are points in the animation where you kind of can't do that, it's like it happens like right at the base of the elbow practically. Like his forearm is almost all gone. It's drill. I thought that was kind of cool. I never realized that before. Nice little amputee, like you know. Propaganda in there. I, I think we shouldn't allow amputees to run for office. Personally, well, um, hot take. <laughs> also, I I I don't, I don't think it really matters because Batman killed the guy when he fucking threw water on him and then hit electrical like <laughs> like like powerhouse and killed the guy and then all of a sudden the the, the scarecrow's gas went everywhere all over him but to I'm, the point where Batman like touches his neck to find out like if he's alive, but we don't get any follow up. He's just like, all Batman says is like, he was too beaten up to talk. You know? <laughs> I'm just thinking of a uh, of a amputee listening to this podcast, visioning somebody who is an amputee listening to this podcast, and he hears you, and he just like looks down at his limb, and he goes, delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Well, they, they're showing him right now in hospital. He obviously lived, and yes, he is an amputee because they show his like drill arm and everything. As Batman goes in to check on him while he's sleeping, Batman is so cray-cray, Batman. Um, in, in reality, uh, the only thing that's cool about this episode is that Batman Begins stole the concept and made it better. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I like this episode. I thought it was uh, a good one. You like everything, Steve. No, I don't. <laughs> but, you know, I do. I, I guess I do like this series. But uh, I did think this was uh, a good one in, in the fact that it, uh, once again, was pushing that whole issue of, is Batman is Batman being pushed over the edge? And and he clearly is. Like he gets hit with this fear toxin and he's like fearful of Robin getting exploding, you know, from a bomb from the Joker, which I think is a reference. Oh, for to, sure. Okay. Uh, so Jason you're right. Todd. There's and, two things. You know, There's I, two things with this episode that are great. And it's the hallucinations, the two of them. 
They are awesome. The fucking Wayne murder hallucination is fucking incredible. Yeah, I thought the animation was well done. The animation is top-notch, and the hallucination, essentially, of all of Batman's rogues, and, yes, absolutely yeah, Robin I, and I, When they start flowing into each other and, like, turn, like... There's a point where, like, where one of them rips his face off and he turns into like Two Face. Yeah, the penguin rips his face off and it's and he explodes into like Two Face or something. And turn, and, uh, yeah, I thought this was just yeah. uh, for once again, you know, I guess you, uh, yeah, it's a kids cartoon that this was like that. That was like some fearful shit to show at, at four o'clock. I think that's probably why they showed it again on primetime. This was a well done episode that they probably were pushing for. Uh, you know. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, Two-Face then immediately melts almost kind of like Clayface-ish or Clayface-ish uh-huh. and then becomes uh, Poison Ivy. I mean, and then she shoots out like Clayface-like style fucking clay arms that are uh-huh. vines. It's her, you know, and yeah, like it's sucks Batman in, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. It is. It is absolutely. It's great, though. It is. I mean, that the hallucinations, they are absolutely good. One hundred percent. No question. Um, but this episode has huge glaring mistakes, though, Steve. Huge glaring mistakes. Oh, okay? whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I have one what? more note that 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 on no, this whole ahead, psyche please. thing, because I mean, they, I think they literally say that his fear is that like he's lived too long in the, in the darkness. And I think that's just something that they like repeat as a, as a theme, you know, throughout the series. And which is interesting, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that is something that they want to develop is that is this too much for him? Is fighting all these people, has he created the rogue, his rogue gallery and, and whatnot? No, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's true and that I guess good on it for that. But that doesn't like win it for me for some reason. I guess I don't know why. It just doesn't. You you know in every episode that that the, the villain is going to lose. I don't think there is an episode that they have where I don't know your critique that you know that he's going to get out of it is like almost at it's any just sh- the prison thing. It always just feels so false. Like the prison thing about it. Like the idea of like you're like you're locked up. You, you're not getting out of ma- Supermax. <laughs> One of the know? things I thought was really silly was that the doctor, he basically gives a rationale. You, know, you were asking before, what, why, are they, why does he let all the villains wear their costumes inside the asylum? He basically says, we need to let them wear their costumes because if we take them off, that might be catastrophic to their identities and they'll become catatonic. Which is fucking backpedaling realistically because they're just trying to like, you know, know, retcon the idea that, well, we can't remove his mask and show that he's Bruce Wayne (laughs) in the Arkham Asylum. No one's going to look under the mask. No, you can stay. Keep your secret identity. That's how fucking asylums work. Mm -hmm. Keep your fucking secret identity. We won't know who you are. You're just Batman on the books. Yeah. Well, that's another glaring mistake. Thank you for pointing that out, Steve. That's a good point. Um, and then I think the other one that I noticed was at least that I pointed out in Be a Clown when Batman breathes underwater and how weird it is. But he's in his straight jacket and then he gets fully submerged un- underwater in a tank upside down uh-huh. in a straight jacket and gets the fuck out of it. Uh-huh. And in this episode, because the writers, Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens. Yes, that's right. Judith and Garfield are married. They were too busy fucking each other, this husband and wife duo team of writing, that they didn't pay attention. And maybe, who knows, maybe Dick Seabass was getting in there. You don't get a name like Dick for not fucking. And so now you've got all three of them fucking together, and no one's paying attention to continuity. That Batman knows how to get out of a fucking straitjacket, because what do they do? They have Batman get out of a straitjacket only one way possible, with the sharp edge of an axe. He He just knows how to get out of these things. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. 
But maybe he needs the water. Maybe it was something to, to do with being underwater and gravity not being part of it that he's able no to get way. out. No way. I've seen I've seen enough David Blaine and David Copperfield. That's the only difference. Well, maybe that's what he what he what he knew. But uh, he was taught with the underwater method. So he's like when he's like, hey, put me in the straight jacket, but dump me in a lake first. What was the 20? What was the Fox show? The 20th century Fox show? The magician that like revealed secrets and he wore a mask. <laughs> I know what you're shit? talking about, but it was just like it was huge. Know, the mask magician. Yeah. I, I loved it. Whenever that show was on, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm watching this because I'm going to see how magicians do shit. <laughs> I want to see how they do it. You know, and like he did that. He did a whole straight jacket, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. It just feels it feels weak that the idea of Batman's locked up in an asylum where they can't check his identity. He's in a straight jacket. He can easily hop out of and knowing the character, he should be able to get the fuck out of the cell super easy. Well, Sean no, Connery got out of a cell easier than this and fucking Goldfinger by question, just walking though, back and forth. Why and then is ducking. Batman in there? <laughs> and why is he? So it was like showing how we became got the fear toxin and why he was all crazy because he was hallucinating he was like screaming they're coming they're coming this isn't normal batman behavior so it was like obviously like they don't know batman they don't hang out with him any any at least batman barely is silent he's like batman doesn't deal with the administration aspects of fucking the criminals and how they like bringing them in he drops them off at the front gate and says with a little note with it says you know you're welcome your friendly mm-hmm. neighborhood batman mm-hmm. well i think that uh you know, when Batman's raving that that's a sign that there's something wrong, that that's why, you know, you're, you're questioning how did that happen? Yeah. That, that would be. Yeah, you're right. Maybe something's wrong and I should pay attention to it like someone's putting poison in the fucking water supply. Uh-huh. And what if Ra's al Ghul is actually going to double it and, and back and fuck him over because he doesn't want to necessarily try to hold him at ransom. <laughs> he wants to hurt everyone. What I thought was funny, though, was that the doctor, I think that this is the second time that uh so that scarecrow has escaped arkham and the doctor's all super confident when batman's like hey the scarecrow has escaped and the doctor's like uh you know that could never happen and, and then he has his, yeah, his slow, your roll. Check. slow your roll bats <laughs> and he Why comes back all like up, kind of batman. non-apologetic he's like yeah we checked and uh he got out but uh, there's no way he could actually escape but he's just not in his room yeah, well, you know what? This episode boils down to another fucking horrible trope of the show. That our, our, everybody it boils down to an electrical fire <laughs> that explodes everything, and then that's how the episode ends. With uh, no, I'm sorry, the episode actually ends with Scarecrow, um, and 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 the Arkham Asylum screaming his head off, and now he's the crazy one. <laughs> 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 I did like that. Uh, I had a, a little quote from the Scarecrow that that he 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 basically wants to do the greatest controlled experiment in mass madness in history or something like that. You know, so he he has this. He still is like this professor who wants to do some sort of crazy experiment where he just wants to see everybody go mad. You know that that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, that's why. Gotham University kicked him out. <laughs> they were like, dude, you can't fucking work here anymore. You're a psycho. But he really upped his game because right before that, he was basically rigging football games to, to get some money. And now he's decided to, you know, cause. Well, you're right. He has up his game because his hair's less. He has less bedhead this time. He's like, it's like, it's actually like he tried to comb the straw of the mask <laughs> because he actually was trying to make it like cool and like, like be more collected and everything. 
I like the mask though. It's nice to see like the. It's, it's it's. I think it's practically the exact same mask, and maybe it's different, but I think it looked. The same yeah, exact I think same. it's slightly different. How's it different? Uh, I think that they made the eyes like a little bit different, and it's a little bit more of like a skull. <laughs> it's just a different animation team. <laughs> I mean, this is this episode is like only three episodes away from the last Scarecrow episode. It's pretty quick, and at least in, in production. Well, it's just order. the mask, so he just keeps fine tuning it. Think about that. So this 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 Scarecrow episode is 128, and the last Scarecrow episode was 124. So yeah, so only four episodes ago we had a Scarecrow episode. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. I know, and and the Doctor's all super confident that this that he hasn't escaped, even though he just escaped, like you know. Yeah, and he threatened like killing like everyone at a stadium. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, right now we're watching this cool rogues fucking hallucination, but I'm pretty much done with this episode. Uh, do you have anything else to say? No, I'd give this one the four out of five. I give it two out of five. It gets like that extra boy mostly just because of the cool hallucinations. Otherwise, I I really didn't like this episode this time. I was kind of bored. No, really. I think I liked it a lot more when I was a kid, though, honestly. But this time, not as much. Cool. I, th- I thought I liked Scarecrow episodes, but I'm starting to think that maybe I just like the Scarecrow levels in Arkham games. <laughs> and I had the two kind of maybe confused in my brain. Great bat stuff, gentlemen. Cool boy nation. Tune in next week. Same cool bat time. Same cool bat channel. Cool bat nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of dreams in darkness. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batman and beyond coolboys at gmail.com new episodes of batman and beyond come out every tuesday please check out our other great cool boy central content with the cool boys podcast on itunes soundcloud google play and patreon where the cool boys have an uncensored discussion about five so cool movies Everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at The Cool Boys Podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on the Cool Boys podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Byzies from Felk. That's Byzies from Ballard. And Byzies from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman and beyond. Oh, yeah.